something happens when you breathe in this rhythmic pattern where once you get into it, after a few minutes, it just starts to automatically work for you. It creates this feeling of concentration, this feeling of focus. Sometimes it creates feelings of bliss. Sometimes you get emotional because emotions are coming out. You have these incredible effects that happen just by changing your breathing pattern. It is Thursday, November 3rd, and this is the Breathe and Think Better podcast. This is a live show that takes place on TikTok weekdays at noon Pacific time. We talk about meditation, breath work, and other techniques for living a happier and more fulfilling life. Today we dive into using breath work and meditation to control our bodies and minds. Let's hop right into the conversation. Hey, Jake. Hey, Danny. All right, everybody. Welcome to Breathe and Think Better Live. It's a live TikTok talk show where we talk about mental fitness, mental health, and we explore actionable techniques that everyone can use to live a happier and more fulfilling life, like breathwork and meditation. That's our bread and butter, baby. That's what we love to talk about on the show. So as people are coming in, if you guys have questions about breathwork or meditation for us, go ahead, toss them in the comments, and uh, we'll, we'll answer them as they come in. But I think we wanted to start the conversation today talking about one of our videos that we made on Swami Rama and uh, his ability to control his heart rate. And I think that our ability to control our bodies and our minds is something that isn't talked about enough. And we have such a measurable, measurable control over both things like heart rate and our nervous system, but also our happiness and our ability to deal with the things that life sends our way. We have such a measurable control over all of these things. And breathwork and meditation are two techniques or modalities that give us the power over our minds and our bodies. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you guys have questions about any of those things, toss them in the comments. But we'll keep the conversation going, talking about Swami Rama and control over our nervous system. Somebody asked me in the comments if I can control my heart rate on command, which sounds like a bizarre question. But in a meditation, you actually lower your heart rate. And so the answer to that question is yes, because I can sit down and meditate and actually lower my heart rate in just a few minutes. Now, the story goes of Swami Rama, I can't do what he does, because what he does is almost like superhuman powers. Like he is slowing down his heart rate so slow that it goes undetected on an EKG monitor. Yeah, I think one of the cool things for everyone in the room that's with us right now, you all can control your heart rate. And you can do it with a simple breathing exercise. Our heart rate is really connected with the with our breathing patterns. So if we're breathing really shallow and really quickly, the heart rate's going to increase because it has to work harder, pumping more blood. And if we slow the breath down and we're taking deep inhales through the diaphragm and the nose, really slowing the heart rate down or slowing the breath rate down, it will in turn slow the heart rate down. So everybody in the room right now has a measurable control over their heart. And that occurs in the short term, but also the long term. So if you change the way you breathe on an everyday basis into a more slow and slow nasal breathing, your resting heart rate is going to over time really drop down. And that's a really good biomarker for health. So that's just one of the ways that really changing the way you breathe can, can change your health for, for the better. And another thing 
simply by paying attention to your breath, your breath slows down. Like you can practice right now while you're listening to the show. If you pay attention to where you feel your breath, you'll notice that your breathing rate goes down. And when your breath rate goes down, your heart rate goes down. When you're taking longer, smoother inhales, you don't even necessarily need to change the way your inhale and exhale is. You can extend it, of course, but just by paying attention to it, it will naturally slow down. And this will naturally calm yourself down. You can put yourself in an alert, heightened awareness mindset. And this is something that we practice every single day and it actually gets easier with practice. There's a great breathing exercise that I'll put in the show notes for this episode. So every episode that we do here on TikTok, it's turned into a podcast. It's called Breathe and Think Better. It's available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. But there's a great breathing exercise that we have a guided version of. It's called the optimal breathing exercise or the perfect breath. And basically what it does is it puts you at about a five-second uh, inhale matched with a five-second exhale with no break in between. And this has some really kind of unique things that it does to your body. And one of them is it brings your heart rate to its optimal um, rate, I guess. And But what that does is it allows you to – it allows your body – to use less energy to pump the blood throughout your throughout your body than you normally would. So it's a really good breathing pattern to aim for in the long term, but you can also practice it in the short term with this exercise. So I'll put that in the comments as well. But pretty much any breathing exercise, any meditation exercise you do is going to have a measurable control over your heart rate, over your nervous system, and it's going to radically change the way that you feel. And that's one of the reasons why we practice these techniques every day. It's one of the reasons why we do this show. It's one of the reasons why we make all the videos that we make on our pages. It's because we've experienced these changes in real time, and they've been so profound for us that we want to spread the message. And it's just, I mean, the, the basis of it is you have a measurable control over how you feel. I think that, that's at its most basic level. And if you want to experience, you know, more energy, if you want to experience happiness, if you want to experience more peace, love, and joy in your life, these techniques are available to you. And all you need to do is start and learn more about them. So you're already taking action on that by hanging out with us in the show today. And uh, they're, they're out there for you. We have free exercises on both of our pages. We always include free resources in the show notes of, this, of these podcasts. So there, there's plenty of information out there. There's something that happens when you breathe in a rhythmic pattern. You're tapping into your nervous system. And so the breathing exercise that Danny was talking about, the optimal breathing exercise, where you breathe in for five seconds, you breathe out for five seconds. And for this particular exercise... There's no pause at the bottom of your exhalation or the top of your inhalation. And there's something happens. Something happens when you breathe in this rhythmic pattern where once you get into it, after a few minutes, it just starts to automatically work for you. It creates this feeling of concentration, this feeling of focus. Sometimes it creates feelings of bliss. Sometimes you get emotional because emotions are coming out. You have these incredible effects that happen just by changing your breathing pattern. It's really wild, and I know we say this all the time on the show, but that we're not taught these things, you know, because imagine, you know, if you can remember 
and I can certainly remember being a kid in elementary school, and all I wanted to do was was go out for outside for recess. I didn't, I didn't like anything else other than recess. And it's like, imagine if we were teaching kids at that early age, that recess age, these techniques that you can use to focus and concentrate. Like, imagine being like a little fourth grader and you sit on the mat or, you know, and uh, the whole class is there and you're just like, all right, class, you know, five minute breath break. And all the kids are just there breathing. And then all of a sudden, you know, you watch the math scores go up. You watch the, the writing vocab, everything, everything increases. But, you know, for for whatever reason, it's still not not taught in our school system. But the i mean the positive side of that is there's so much available to you right now you know you can you're here in this show we're talking about it our pages are full of it youtube has so many fantastic resources you know there's there's a lot of of resources out there for you if you want to start this and if anyone listening has kids i highly recommend getting your kids into this as early as possible uh, jake and i both have nieces and and nephews and my my niece ellie makes makes me make personalized meditations for her that she listens to every night before she goes to bed and she loves loves them and she can actually notice the benefits she she calls me dingo she'll say dingo i like the meditations because they just make me feel really comfy and it's just it's as simple as that you know as and coming from a kid and that that is really what a lot of these things do they'll they'll make you feel you know feelings of of peace and contentment and i think that if we can figure out ways to get the younger generation doing these exercises at an early age, the world will be a far off better place. Nothing sounds more intimidating than a fourth grader who can. <laughs> it's true. It's true because it gives them that that super concentration. I mean, kids, kids already have so much creativity. And can you imagine, you know, having the focus to really harness that that curiosity and creativity in a positive way. I mean, that's what creates people that shift generation. Well, creativity is something that you cultivate during a meditation practice because you have to be curious during a meditation practice in order for it to be effective. Otherwise, you're going unconscious and you're going to sleep because when you're meditating, you're staying calm, but you're also staying alert and you're paying attention to your experience, what's happening in the present moment. So that creates a natural creativity because you're being curious about what's happening in the present moment. You can spring new ideas and new thoughts without feeling self-conscious about yourself. And so you actually can share it in the moment, like as they arise. And if you, if you watch a great artist perform, they're not thinking about what they're going to do next. You watch someone who's tapped in, someone who's in the zone, flow state. They are not planning their next move. They are just rolling with it. And meditation teaches this skill. It teaches this practice. That's why it's so powerful. And that's why it's so mind-bending that we don't learn this when we're kids. It's like you teach the youth how to concentrate how to gain clarity on their experience, how to cultivate equanimity. You're talking about teaching someone super a superpower. It's a superpower. And when you're tapped into this, you can create, you can share, you can spread joy. You can cultivate peace when you know your mind is racing, but that's separate from the emotions in your body. When you understand this, 
with clarity, even if the most terrible thing is happening right in front of you, you can deal with it and you can process it in a mature adult manner, even as a kid. I remember when I was a kid, I was a calm kid. I would follow my mom around everywhere. I have a great mom. I would follow her around everywhere. And I was super calm and people liked having me around. And at some point, I like got like deviant and crazy as like a teenager. And like I was no longer like that calm person. Like I was like when the cell phone came out, I remember I didn't even have any contacts in my cell phone yet. And I brought it to a pickup basketball game and I checked my phone at halftime. like i was with my friends and like i had a phone and i put it next to the basketball and i and like my attention just went to my phone like why like why was i doing that why was i not present with my friends and it's meditation that teaches you how to be present doing the things that you love the most and it only takes a few minutes every day it's the repetition of meditation that makes it so effective And the reason why Danny and I started the show is because we're doing it five days a week so we can keep reminding people to just pause and meditate. Danny and I have to meditate if we want to have a talk show on meditation. It's holding us accountable. It's holding others accountable. That's, you know, how it works. And so at the end of every episode, that's why we do a meditation. It's like, okay, if we're going to talk about it for 25 minutes, let's take the last five minutes of the episode to actually practice a meditation. It's this repetition of meditation. It's this mindset of you can start again right now, no matter what situation you're in, you kind of just pick up the pieces wherever you're at in your life and begin again right now. And you can do that by paying attention to what's happening in your experience right now. You can tune into your breath. You can tune into the feelings in your body. You can tune into what you hear you tune into what you see. That's what a meditation practice is. And when you do this formally, it just bleeds into the rest of your life. Thank you guys so much for the likes that have been coming in. Thanks for everybody who's in the room right now. If you kind of came in halfway through, this is Breathe and Think Better Live. We talk about breath work and meditation, mental health, mental fitness. We've just been talking about how you have control over how you feel by using techniques of breathwork and meditation. You can improve your peace, calm, clarity, concentration, happiness. And then you can also control aspects of your body. So you can control things like heart rate, have a measurable control over your nervous system. That's what we've been discussing so far during the show. And again, always, as always, if you have any questions, go ahead, toss them in the chat and, uh, and we will address them. But Jake, I wanted to comment on that. You were talking about the creativity a little bit ago that you can cultivate through meditation. And I think that that potent combination of creativity and concentration, because I think most people are excel at one of those, right? I feel like that's common. Like you can be really creative, but have a difficult time concentrating or you can be really good at concentrating but have a difficult time accessing your creativity right and i think that meditation for for those if you identify as one of those people meditation can be even more powerful for you because it it kind of helps you balance out and having the concentration to actually focus on those creative ideas and bring them to fruition or on the opposite side, you know, take that, that creativity and, uh, and, and just really able to, to hone in on it. 
everyone has access to both creativity and concentration. That's something that we all have. Using meditation as a tool in that way can help you sharpen up whichever end of, of the stick is, is a little more dull for you. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, let's see, I'll use myself as an example. I'm definitely more creative on the creative side than the concentration side. I've always had a hard time really focusing in on, on things for a long period of time. But I definitely, definitely think that meditation has improved my concentration. I actually know that it's improved my concentration because I'm able to do things now that I was not able to previously do. You know, dive into a spreadsheet for three straight hours and just crank through. I could never do that before. Or take an idea that I have for a creative project and actually focus long enough to to put the pieces of the puzzle together and start that as opposed to, you know, previously I would have the idea, but it would just seem unachievable. It's like, I don't have time for that, you know, but when you improve your concentration, time becomes much more manageable and you, and you find yourself with much more ability to do the things that you want to do. I remember five years ago, I tried to pick up a book to read it. And I realized that I hadn't read a book in like six months. You know, I, I, I was just reading emails and living my life and I realized I hadn't read a book in six months. And so I bought a new book and I sat down to read it and I could not get through like one page. I was like, what is going on? So for me, the racing mind, the fragmented attention, that was the sign that I knew something was wrong, that I knew it wasn't as good as it could be. Mm. And that's what attracted me so much to this practice because the first skill you learn in meditation, doesn't matter who your teacher is, they're going to teach you how to concentrate on your breath. And when your mind gets distracted, you bring your attention back to your breath. This is, you can do this right now. Just focus on where you feel your breath, the tip of your nose, the rising and falling of your abdomen. Try to hold your attention there for as long as you can while you're listening to the show. And every time you get distracted, you bring your attention back. You're building up your flexible concentration muscles. It gets easier with time. And then what happens is when you build up that concentration muscle, when it comes time to go pick up a book, you can focus on the book and you can learn. You become a better listener. You become like this upgraded version of yourself when you learn how to concentrate. You, it carries into everything. Summers on Shine said breathing helps too, consistent exercises. Absolutely. Absolutely. Danny mentioned the optimal breathing exercise earlier. It's a five-minute exercise that I believe we have on the exercises tab right on the Breathe Blue Door page. You focus on your breath for five minutes. Your mind will get distracted. And you just bring it right back focusing on your breath, focusing on the exercise. That builds up your concentration power. You use your concentration power for everything you do in life. Every single thing you do, you use concentration. And so that's why meditation is the bottom-up approach to just making your entire life better. Yeah, and it's really, it's really important to, <clears throat> excuse me, it's really important to, I've got a frog in my throat and drink some water here. 
it's really important to self-examine, right? To take a look at how your mind works. And we don't live self-examined lives. It's just not how society is kind of built around these things. Very few of us are taking a look at the things that we're doing every day, the thoughts that we're having, how the mind puts those thoughts together, how the mind gets rid of those thoughts. It's just not something that we do. And in meditation, it teaches you the baseline of of your concentration power, like you said, and clarity. But it also forces you to look inside and just notice what's going on in the mind. How does the mind work? Where do the thoughts come from? How long do they stick around for? You know, and then how can I harness my concentration in a way that's beneficial as opposed to negative? Because I think a lot of people probably use their, their concentration unknowingly in a way that can be negative. You know, for example, ruminating on the past, something we all do. You could have a, a memory come up or even just something that recently happened. You know, you had a job interview and it didn't go the way you wanted or, you know, you had an argument and you said something you regret. These are things, stories that we replay in the mind over and over and over. And your, your focus, your concentration can be misplaced by just zoning in on that one thing. And nothing else is getting through. And you're stuck there in that, in that cycle. That happens to all of us. And what meditation can do for that is it just, it teaches you how to recognize when that happens, clarity, how to shift the concentration. Because in meditation, we're constantly reshifting back to our breath or to our sensations, to our thoughts, whatever it is. So it teaches you how to shift in between those things and then gives you the clarity to realize that you're doing it. Because I think so many people are completely unaware that their mind might be in a negative space, but they're still going through their motions, right? Especially if you have a job where you don't really need to use the mind that much, you know, say you're, you know, doing something more mechanical and the mind just can just go while you're, while you're fiddling with your, your whatever it is. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize that they're caught up in this negative thought loop and then they, they feel like crap and they don't know why. And it's because they're, you know, we're living in a, a, not a unexamined life. And when you self-examine and kind of realize what's going on, it gives you the insight to, to make the changes necessary to be happier. Some things that I ask myself every day, why do I wake up feeling late? Like, why do I, why do I wake up feeling like I'm behind? Why do I feel like I'm old, like it's a bad thing? And then I'm like, hmm. Is it because of the culture that we live in? I don't know. I don't know the answer to this question. But I do know that my attention is being misplaced on the wrong thing. When I do feel this way, it has no benefit of me to feel like I am late. There's nothing I can do about it besides what I can do in the moment to move forward. So I just shift that concentration from that thought of being like, why do I feel late? Shift on what I can do right now in the present moment. Why do I feel old? What? Shift <laughs> on where I am right now. And that's the flexible concentration that we're talking about. That's the skill that you cultivate in a meditation practice. Absolutely. And I think that that's a pretty good segue into us practicing a meditation practice. We've been talking about 
<clears throat> sensory clarity and, and concentration. And um, I'm going to lead us today in just a very basic meditation. This is something that can be repeated as many times as you want. We're going to start with a focused awareness, so working with the breath, focusing on the breath, and then we're going to transition into an open awareness where we're really just becoming the observer of our own experience, and we're going to kind of take a minute to explore both of those techniques. So if you're not seated already, uh, go ahead and find a comfortable seat. You want to be alert but also relaxed. So find some balance in your posture. Sometimes I'll move side to side, front to back. Find a nice comfortable spot, nice straight back. And if it is safe for you to do so, I'll ask that you close your eyes and just take a few deep breaths in through the nose, into the belly, then the chest, and then just release. And again, in through the nose, nice and slow and smooth, filling up the belly and the chest. And then just releasing at the top of your inhale. Now I want you to highlight this, this process with the full spotlight of your attention. So bringing all of your attention to the breath. Getting as close to these sensations as you can. Bringing a sense of kind curiosity to this whole breathing process. Where can you feel the breath most distinctly? Just sitting with the breath, allowing it to come and go naturally. When the mind becomes absorbed by a thought or a memory, that's okay. Just gently redirect it to the breath shifting the concentration right back to this process of breathing with a sense of kind curiosity. Being a watcher of the breath, an observer of the breath, there is nothing else to do in this moment. There is no planning, there's no problems to solve. The only thing there is to do is observe the breath with the sense of kind curiosity. Now gently expand the awareness outwards, moving away from the breath into a more encompassing cloud of observation. So hearing sounds in the room and around you, feeling sensations in the body, feeling air on the skin, just stepping back into a wide open space of awareness where you are the kind and compassionate observer, noticing whatever appears in this sort of sphere of awareness. Just noticing with a sense of kind curiosity. 
That's all there is to it. And in the final moments of this meditation, take a deep breath in through the nose, exhale, get it all out. Start to wiggle the fingers and toes a little bit, moving the body ever so slightly. Get a nice stretch. Open up the eyes. And that's it right there. That's all there is to it. Nice meditation. And hopefully you're feeling a little more calm, a little more at peace. And try and take this feeling with you into whatever it is you're doing next. This uh, sense of kind curiosity and observation. And thank you guys for tuning in to Breathe and Think Better Live. We do this every weekday at noon Pacific time. And all of our episodes also get turned into podcasts that you can listen to on your favorite podcasting platform. Just look for Breathe and Think Better. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And we will see you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Breathe and Think Better podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please consider leaving us a review. We would really appreciate it. Also, don't forget to check the show notes of this episode for free resources, including guided breathwork exercises. If you want to learn more about breathwork and meditation, visit breatheandthinkbetter.com. As always, thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.